Welcome to the Will and Aaron Show. I am William Kramer. I am with my co-host Aaron Bontrager. We talk about local high school sports, including the Northern Indiana Conference and the Northern Lakes Conference, plus teams in St. Joseph and Elkhart Counties. We also discuss some Notre Dame football. Aaron, brand new season starts for our podcast. Uh, year two is starting. I'm excited. How, how was your week? It's kind of fitting who our guest is tonight to kind of kick off season two for us. Um, more about that later. Well, I'm doing great. And, you know, I'm the same as you. I'm soaking up as much time with my family before school starts. So doing good. Good, good. I tell you what, uh, I spent some time today. Uh, of course, this is Sunday when we record uh, I spent some time today at the Osceola Bluegrass Festival. Uh, if you've never been there, you should. It's a very small, um, you know, uh, thing, but um, it's really good. They have good food. Uh, the Boggle Lines was there, and I ate uh, corn on the cob, uh, buttered up, had, had uh, uh, Sprite, and had a sausage sandwich. So um, I left full and uh great weather so you know, like you i'm I'm just trying to soak up all the the last moments before school starts and you know the whole nine yards begins and uh that, that rat race again so um we got a lot of great topics to discuss let's start with topic number one and you know aaron this is something new that we're doing this year with football season, and that is every week we are going to have what's called a spotlight game uh, where we focus on just one game, one key important game. And this week is Jimtown and Northwood. And so uh, each spotlight game, we will break down a couple of things like players to watch. Uh, we will talk on both teams, both on offense and defense. Uh, we will discuss the coach's keys to the game. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, facts that, that uh, relate to the game. And then at the end, Aaron and I will pick who we think will win the game. So let's start off with players to watch starting Northwood offense, their multiple scheme offense. You got to start with the quarterback, Owen Roeder, a senior all NLC conference player last year. Uh, he threw for over 1,800 yards, had 27 touchdown passes. Uh, he's kind of the glue that keeps all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And some of those pieces are quite large pieces. And uh, so let's start with Niterian Tuggle, a senior wide receiver. He was an all-state guy last year as a junior, had o- almost 800 yards uh, receiving. 15 touchdown receptions. He's already committed to Georgia, uh, arguably the best college football program right now in the nation. Um, He's, you know, he is a threat every time he touches the ball. Uh, You feel like he could go the distance. um, And you already know that every defensive coordinator is having nightmares right now. (laughs) Just trying to figure out how to, to, to uh, contain him. Uh, Not only do they have Tuggle, Aaron, and yeah. also have a guy who is a transfer from Warren Central High School. He's committed to Michigan. 
Um, and uh, they're going to actually put him at running back. I know a lot of people thought he'd be a wide receiver as well, but, uh, you know, Coach Aner is, um, you know, putting him at running back, and so uh, that'll be intriguing to see how that experiment pans out. Uh, but they also got a couple of other really solid wide receivers outside of Tuggle, and they're both seniors. Trey Woods, he had 172 yards uh, receiving last year, uh, one touchdown. He's very quick, a speedster on the perimeter, and a playmaker. In fact, he caught a, a touchdown pass last week against Penn in their scrimmage. Kanye Tucker, uh, wide receiver, very quick, uh, a speedster just like Trey. Uh, a little bit bigger, 6'1", athletic, kind of long. Uh, he's unproven, unknown, but not for long because people will know who Kanye Tucker is soon. You're not so not very often, Aaron, will you hear that we will say a kicker's name as a player to watch, but we are Dominic De uh, Freitas. Hopefully, I said that right. Junior, uh, he was an All Stater last year. He made all. Uh, he made seven field goals. Uh, and whenever you have a big weapon like that, can, especially in a close game, yeah. uh, you have your odds. Man, that is quite a list here. Um, Coach Andrea's Northwood, they have a lot of weapons to go to on offense. It'll be intriguing to see how these area coaches scheme against them. And you, as we know, Coach Stoner and his staff will get the first crack in the regular Absolutely. season. Absolutely. So let's uh, switch gears and talk about key players uh, to look at on Northwood's multiple uh, scheme defense. And uh, there's one guy that we're going to highlight, and that name is Keith Miller. He's a senior linebacker. Last year had 74 tackles, 10 for loss, two sacks, and a fumble recovery. And uh, he's ultimately the leader of the Black Crunch, Aaron. Yeah, he is definitely their difference maker. I think he's a player to watch in this game because he's going to have to shed blockers and really get, get away from Jim Towns' line to stop their ground game force Jim Town to third and long. Another guy you could might want to watch is Brady King on the defensive line. He's kind of their uh their returner. I think one that has the most experience overall. So yeah, trench warfare, I love it as someone who I didn't play varsity, but I have experienced some old line play and what it's like and man I don't know if I want to put on the chin strap right now, but I'm excited to watch other people do it for sure. Yeah. You definitely know <laughs> what it's like to be in that trench warfare kind of uh, battle there. So, and you're definitely right. You know, if Northwood can get Jimtown to third along, it's going to be a long night for Jimtown. Uh, speaking of Jimtown, let's look at their offensive key players here and their single wing offense. You got to start with. Uh, Bishop Williams, he's a senior. Last year, he played quarterback, 525 yards passing, mm. and rushed for 417 yards. Uh, but I'm hearing from uh, the coaching staff that, you know, this year they might play him in multiple positions. Uh, ideally, they want to get him a lot of touches uh, for the all NIC player from last year. Jackson Clopton, senior wide receiver, all NIC. Uh, player from last year, 247 yards receiving, 
uh, caught two touchdown passes. You know, obviously everybody knows Jimtown doesn't throw much, uh, but it's nice to have a guy on the perimeter like Jackson to throw the ball to when they do. Uh, long history of good running backs throughout the Jimtown system, and uh, Sam Garner is gone from last year. Uh, so the new guy who's going to replace uh, Garner uh, is Colin Christman. He's a senior. He had 263 yards rushing last year, scored five touchdowns. Uh, it is his turn to carry on the, the torch here. I had the opportunity to talk with him at Media Day. He's very excited for this opportunity, and he understands uh, you know, the full gravity, what it means to be a running back at Jimtown. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I am too excited to see how Jimtown does kind of mix it up with their playmakers. I know they're not going to throw the ball a lot, but um, who knows? We may see a new wrinkle or two with uh, Bishop Williams on different spots on the field. That's exciting. Also, we want to mention uh, two guys uh, uh, on the line, offensive line. Cole Dutton, he's a guard. He was an all-conference player in NIC last year. And uh, his fellow uh, teammate, uh, Broderick Kaler, uh, tackle, all-conference as well. Uh, both of those guys are going to be much needed if Jimtown's going to have some success running the ball this year. Definitely. Nice duo to build around on that offensive line. And, yeah, like you said, like nothing new here. You need the big boys up front to establish what you want to do on offense. So let's talk about the Jimtown multiple scheme defense. Uh, there's two uh, guys that come to mind. Ty Zartman, senior linebacker. He was all-conference last year, 30 tackles, five interceptions. And then also in secondary, anchoring that group is Jackson Clopton. We already mentioned about him. Uh, but he had 20 tackles as a DB and one interception. Yeah, Zartman was quite the ball hawk from the linebacker spot last year, like you mentioned there. You know, both these guys are going to be crucial in making the Panthers work for every yard, every catch, every rush. So they're going to be huge in this one. Absolutely. So uh, we were able to get keys to the game from both Coach Stoner and Coach Andrew. So let's start with Jimtown and look at the keys to the game for the Jimmies. Uh, Coach Stoner said that they need to limit Northwood's possessions. Uh, he said that the, uh, Northwood has generational talent, cannot give the Panthers extra possessions through turnovers, really got to limit Northwood's possessions. Rally to the football, need to fly around uh, with uh, urgency, create turnovers, give their offense a short field. That's going to be key. Got to give Jimtown uh, a short field to work with um, and win the special teams battle. Uh, Coach Stoner really emphasized that every yard will matter in this game. Every yard will matter. Yeah. Northwood, uh, keys to the game, according to Coach Andrews. Uh, embrace the pace. Exclamation point. Embrace <laughs> the pace. Set the tempo. Be prepared for the speed of the game and substitute on a frequent basis. Uh, and I can already have a guess, Aaron, of what the tempo they want to set. Yeah. Play four to six, A through B. What does that mean? Play as hard as we can for the entire duration of each play from point A 
to point B. And then lastly, for the Panthers, the key to victory is celebrate sudden change. Celebrate sudden change. What what does that mean? Crazy, crazy things will happen in openers. We need to respond. That is Northwood needs to respond positively when things don't go their way. So those are the keys to the game, uh, both from uh, Coach Stoner and Coach Andrews. Uh, let's move on to some unique facts about this series and uh, these schools. Uh, Aaron, did you know that last year, Jimtown's defense held six teams to seven or fewer points? Wow, that's that's quite the stat. Explains why they did so well last year. Yeah, conference champs, uh, back-to-back years. They're looking to do it one more time this year, their last year in the NIC. Now, Northwood has beaten Jimtown nine games in a row, dating back to 2013. Uh, so it really hasn't been much of a series in the, in the last decade. Been dominated by Northwood Panthers. Uh, Jimtown has not lost a road game since November 5th, 2021 at Marion in the sectional final. So uh, something's going to have to give here. Yeah, uh, definitely. And so now we must decide, Will, if Doc Abel's bag stays in Northwood for another year. Aaron, what's your pick? You know, you I hate Northwood or you got Jimtown. <laughs> you know, I hate to pick against my family, uh, Corey, as we've well documented as my cousin. Um, but I think Northwood's going to win. You know, I could see this being a closer game than last year as far as the score goes. But I think Northwood, as we've pointed out, and most people know by now, just has a little bit more depth. Um, now, if North, if Jimtown can win each phase of the game, then they could pull the upset, which, I mean, it's not impossible. I think you're going to bring that up too, but it's going to be key who wins the battle up front, like every football game. But, uh, yeah, I think Northwood just, just pulls it out. All right, so, Aaron, you're going with Northwood Panthers to win this game. You know, uh, I'm a Jimtown alum. I love my Jimmys dearly. Uh, but I'm with you, Aaron. Uh, like Coach Stoner said, Northwood has a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent right now. It would take Jimtown's best game and Northwood's not having a good game to, up, to uh, upset the Panthers. Uh, like, like you said, it's not impossible, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, if it wasn't for you know a drop touchdown pass by Tuggle Northwood probably would have tied pin in their scrimmage. Uh, I think that says a lot right there. Nate Andrews and his team are on a mission this year, uh, and they understand what is at stake this season and the expectations. And I would be shocked if they came out flat. I anticipate Northwood uh, becoming uh, victorious against our beloved or my beloved Jimtown Jimmy's here. Aaron, it's time for topic number two, high school football top 10 rankings. Uh, we poll coaches, the head coaches, that is, local media. Uh, so there's a panel of 30 or so voters. Uh, and so this is our initial uh, batch of rankings. We'll start with number 10, work our way up to number one, and then uh, talk just briefly about some of the teams that just missed the top 10 in our honorable mention. Are you ready to go, Aaron? Yeah, let's do it. 
I'm excited. At number 10, they received 10 votes. South Bend Riley Wildcats. Yeah, I think if you look at what they got coming back, Coach Lee has five all NIC defensive players and an all senior secondary. So it makes sense that they got some votes here. You know, Riley will have to be Road Warriors, Aaron, as their first five games are on the road. Uh, you think about Gary West to start off the year, then John Glenn, uh, Adams, so on. So those are all good tests. Yeah season uh the middle of this the season is uh somewhat manageable and then the last three games are tough new prairie Bremen, and, and Jimtown. uh the nic north south division could be on a line against Jimtown in that season finale their quarterback riley's quarterback austin white very solid they got a very quick running back and robert nebu People might remember him in track season. I believe he made a deep run in the track tournament. And I think the question to me has to be their defense. Uh, can they get enough stops? If they can, watch out for this Wildcat team. Number nine, 14 votes. That is the Jimtown Jimmies. Yeah, like we kind of mentioned earlier, Coach Schoener has some nice pieces coming back, five all-NIC players. So, yeah, Jimtown uh, looking to repeat in the North-South division. You know, the Jimmies are well-coached. They have great community support, uh, and uh, I believe, really believe they'll be in the running to win the NIC North-South division in their last season with the Northern Indiana Conference. Rolling in at number eight is Concord Minutemen with 30 votes. Yeah, you know, we had Coach Kaler on last episode, number 51, go check it out. And he did an awesome job breaking down the history of Concord Minutemen, how in the, the past 10 or plus years they're usually in the running for conference championships, so... I'm not sure if this is their year, but, you know, who knows? We'll see. I think they're going to have a nice season when you have guys like Joseph Moon back on the defensive end. That doesn't hurt. Absolutely. He's a solid player. And I believe running will be probably their strength on offense, especially early on until the passing game can prove to be efficient uh, to have that balance. Defensively, they should be better than last year. I think Concord takes a step forward this season. Uh, could be a popular pick, Aaron, for maybe an uh, upset or two in the season. That Elkhart game is very intriguing. Let's look at number seven, and that is the Warsaw Tigers. Coach Curtis, 42 votes. Yeah, I mean, they have a solid six players coming back kind of their key leaders you got drew sullivan at quarterback reed zollinger the speedster at tailback harrison stauffer who's an all-state offensive lineman uh then on defense you got some big guys up front like isaac beam who can get to the quarterback stuff the run holes you have jet woodward at linebacker and then also colt van hooten as a defensive back kind of their leader of their secondary so, yeah, I think they have the foundation to keep up this uh, sustained success under Coach Curtis. 
Yeah, and you know, Aaron, I think there are four games that will determine the success for the Tigers this season, and those four games will be Concord, Mishawaka, Northwood, and Northridge. Uh, either way, you know, however this works out for them, it should be a solid year yet again for the 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 um, Tigers. At number six, with fifty four votes, your Northridge. Raiders. <laughs> you know, as an alumni, it's exciting. I'm I'm happy for the program. And they have a lot of talented players coming back. You think of McLean Miller, uh D one football player. Running back. Yeah. Uh Derek Sherwood, who filled in for him when he got hurt late in the season. He he showed that he could he could do some things as well. Then you got just a couple more players, a duo of Wyatt Bulls, Cohen Lance, kind of their leaders on the offensive line. And then on defense, you got two really talented linebackers. You have All-State linebacker Brock Thompson uh, led the Raiders with seven and a half sacks. And Bo Bojanich had uh, 116 tackles, was the leader in tackles for the Raiders. You know, Aaron, Northridge has an opportunity this season to do something that they have not done in their history since 1974 through 1977, and that is to have four straight winning seasons. Wow. Uh, their schedule is going to be tough, though. Uh, you yeah. look at the first game at Fort Wayne uh, North. Uh, then you got uh, games against Elkhart, Mishawaka, Northwood, throw in Concord, Warsaw. Uh, we're going to learn a whole lot about Northridge after week one. No doubt. Rolling in at number five with 55 votes, the Elkhart Lions. Yeah, well, Elkhart, you know, their front four is loaded. They got Marion Dye, who is committed Tennessee up front. They also have some really outstanding other players like Maurice Harris, at linebacker, and Darian Newsom in the secondary. This is a team that if they keep trending the way they did last year, they'll be really tough in postseason play. Yeah, especially with that offense, if they can get better. You know, um, I agree. Defense will need to carry this team early on um, until the offense can take full shape. Uh, this team can be as good as their offense can take them. A lot of questions will be answered this season on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Elkhart opens up with four straight non-conference games, including back-to-back NLC opponents to start the season in Concord or Northridge. Neither are going to be easy games. Uh, weeks four and five will say a whole lot about this Elkhart team as they go on the road to Massillon, Washington, Ohio, who last year were regional champions, uh, and then Penn. Uh, obviously, obviously a good team. So there are five games that could go either way, uh, and will probably determine, uh, you know, how of a good of a season Elkhart will have. Rolling in at number four with sixty-two votes, New Prairie Cougars. Yeah, the Cougars have a solid return, a returners from their state runner-up team. A lot of talent. You start with their quarterback. He totaled for 31 total touchdowns. I forgot like what a touchdown machine Marshall was last year. Plus, you look at senior Dylan Wilson on the defensive line. He had over 70 tackles and six sacks last year. You know, you look at the history of uh, really the last 10 years 
Uh, and we just threw a, um, a stat out on our Twitter feed uh, this past week. Uh, New Prairie has been really the dominant team in our area, yeah. uh, point blank. Um, so talk about this year, though. New Prairie should be 6-0, I feel like, heading into their big finish, starting with Riley and Penn at home, and follow that by a road trip to Alcart to finish the season. You know, I like the season schedule at – um, you know, I like the season schedule as it allows the Cougars time to get their wrinkles ironed out before the meat of the schedule arrives. Plus, the quality of those three opponents will get them ready for the tournament. The Cougars have played in back-to-back semi-state games. Uh, Coach McKim will try to do something that has never been done before in New Prairie, which is to play in three straight semi-state games. All right, it's time to do our top three, starting at number three, Mishawaka Cavemen, 82 votes. So, all-state quarterback, check. You got Brady Fisher. More talent in the backfield, check. And Novell Miller, he's going to be, by the end of the year, I think he'll be a household name. He kind of already is. He's a solid running back in our area. You got returners on defense, check. You got at least, I counted five impact players, coming to the lights-out defense. That's their motto, uh, led by all-state linebacker Jackson Snyder. So cavemen will will continue to do what they do. They'll be a tough team to play. You know, Aaron, I go back to our, our interview with Coach Kinder, and as he said, he really believes this team is close to breaking through uh, and making a deeper run in the playoffs. I, I like this ball club, I'm not going to lie. Uh, they they know who they are, Aaron, yeah. and, and they do what they do at a high level. You know, Mishawaka will not beat Mishawaka. You're going to have to earn a victory against the Cavemen, uh, which is what makes it so tough. Um, by the way, week two, backyard brawl, enough said. Can't wait. Rolling in at number one, we have a tie for number one, uh, so there's no number two, and that is, of course, both Northwood and Penn received 92 votes. Let's start with the Penn and Kingsman. You know, this this program is a measuring stick for our area teams. Even with what might be considered, if you look back, like down years, they're still the most talented team in our area. I'm going to give you one key player that I'm going to give some alignment, some more love, like I tend to do, and that's all-state offensive lineman Auden Jones. Looking forward to watching him. And, of course, the rest of the talent on this Kingsman team. Yeah, you know, Corey Yeoman is two wins shy of 200. Uh, I think there's a decent chance he gets the milestone win either against Mishawaka or, for sure, Hammond Morton. Um, everyone that follows local football is wondering, can Penn return to the pen of the old? Uh, we will learn a lot about this team in week three when they travel to Indianapolis Cathedral. Uh, the Fighting Irish are one of the premier teams in Indiana. Uh, a good measuring stick for the Kingsmen. Nolan McAuliffe is in his second year as a starter. Uh, he can use both his legs and arms to hurt you. Very intrigued to see what Penn does this year. And let's move on to the other number one, the Northwood Panthers. Yeah, they got 92 votes. I think, you know, from the NLC perspective, it's going to be really fun to see if any teams can slow down this offense and also exploit any weaknesses they may have, which, I don't know, it, it seems like Northwood is the favorite in the NLC. 
Now, there are three teams that I think can give Northwood a hard time. Mm-hmm. Not saying they'll beat them, but give them a hard time. Northridge, Warsaw, and Mishawaka. Aaron, what do all three of those teams have in common? They don't skip leg day. <laughs> That's right. You know, They're tough, yeah. Exactly right. These are very physical teams. Northwood is more of a skilled, beat you in space, uh, finesse team. Uh, that's not nothing against Northwood. Um, uh, but can the Black Crunch defense stop bigger teams' ground games? I think that's going to be the key for the, the Panthers. Uh, and can Northwood get a running game going? Uh, when I looked at uh, their scrimmage against Penn High School, uh, Penn was able to get pressure on, on um, uh, Owen Yoder, which is a four-man front and, and not really blitzing. Uh, the, honestly, the rushing game did not um, was not um, elite by any means. I think they've got some work to do in that department. Uh, now, the passing game, especially deep ball, uh, they got that going. I mean, that is a huge, huge threat for Northwood. Um, and they'll be able to exploit that against other teams throughout the season. Uh, but they've, they've definitely got some areas to work on. But this is by no means, this is, this is definitely a very, very uh, good, good team in Northwood Panthers and well-deserving of that number one tie with the Penn Kingsmen. Now, Aaron, it's time to do the honorable mention. Uh, and we had a few teams here that were had votes. Fairfield Falcons, six votes. LaVille Lancers, four votes. John Glenn, three votes. Marion Knights, two votes. And St. Joe Indians, two votes. You know, real quick on these teams, as um, everybody knows, Lucas Plummer from LaVille is a good, good quarterback. Uh, but he's got several new faces surrounding him this season, including their head coach, Jeff Kaiser, who takes over from Will Hausstrauser, now serving as the LaVille athletic director. Paul DeWitt was a staple of LaVille last year. The um, question to me, is it rebuild a rebuild time in Lakeville or a reload? Um, I don't think the Lancers will drop off too much under Coach Kaiser. Uh, they should have another good year. Uh, I think St. Joe is underrated, personally. I'm surprised that they didn't get more votes, especially with Alex Ortiz, the senior running the reins for the Indians, who's a solid quarterback. Uh, coach Downey is a good coach uh, and has that program turning in the right direction. Uh, coach Thacker at Fairfield, very optimistic for uh, this year uh, and for good reason. They have a couple of key guys, Brecken uh, Moran running back, Alex Hoffer, wide receiver, uh, to uh, two guys that should be impact players for the Falcons. Uh, uh, Aaron, what will John Glenn look like under year two with John Barron? You know, uh, I think that's a question that a lot of people are asking. They have some nice players in Chase Miller, their quarterback, Tyron Larkin, who does everything for them. Uh, can Marion turn the ship around after a surprising bad season last year? You know, Coach Davidson likes his team and their work ethic so far. And quarterback Bryce Lassane is a solid a quarterback and uh, will look to lead the Knights uh, this season. Yeah, well, this honorable mention list is intriguing for the reasons you laid out. Some great points. Um, you know, I think all team, all these teams will be uh, have some interesting points to them. I think Laville 
I kind of think it's more reloading, but that's just a personal opinion. I think uh, I heard other local media outlets talk about how Coach Kaiser was under Coach Hausstrauser as his D, D coordinator, defensive coordinator. So I think he has that team's identity on defense set, of course. It helps that plumber back. Um, then you look at John Glenn. I mean, you have an All-State as a junior, Tyron Larkin, who's now a senior. Another All-State player on defensive line. So I think John Glenn's going to be a team to watch out. Of course, Coach Barron knows how to coach kids. Um, yeah, the Holy War, the two teams here are looking to bounce back. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that goes for them this year. Then you got Fairfield. A lot of people are high on Fairfield in our area, so they got some key players back, like you mentioned. I'm looking forward to watching all these teams. Absolutely. All right, it's time to do topic number three, our top five storylines going into the this season. And let's start with topic our storyline number one. Will Northwood win a state title this year? You know, I think reasons for yes. Obviously, we've talked a lot about it already. Their talent at the skill positions. You have two D1, high-level D1 players on the uh, one in Tuggle and then uh, Josiah as well. You know, their uh, wide receiver number three and four could be wide receiver number ones at a lot of schools. Yeah. And so it's just ridiculous the amount of talent they have on the receiving core. Yeah, and I think you kind of you kind of hinted at this or said it earlier. The question mark is their lineman play. I know Coach Andrews is really high on their offensive line, so if they live up to that potential, look out, Class Four A. Yeah, and to be fair to Coach Andrews and the Panthers, uh, they're probably not facing a. Class six a pin line, uh, line defensive line uh, throughout the season. Yeah. You know, no offense to their opponents. Um, so you know, take it with a, light, a grain of salt. Um, you know, this this probably is their biggest question to me is their their line play on both sides of the ball. I would imagine teams will drop seven or eight and force Owen to make good reads and coverage uh, and make accurate throws in tight windows. I think you will see soft defenses that try to keep everything in front of them uh, really to eliminate the big play. Uh, so the line play will be important, especially in the tournament if they want to make a deep run. All right. Number two storyline going to this season. Can Penn return to dominance? You know, it seems like this could be the year. I think, you know, if you look at last year, the success of all their other programs, it feels like, they got some momentum. Momentum. Well, what do you think? Uh, good point. You know, as a whole, Penn is. It seems like uh, across the board, they're having a lot of good success. Uh, but talking specifically about Penn football program, uh, you know, high schools are catching up with the Penn strength and conditioning program. Decades ago, Penn had a big advantage because they were kind of ahead of the curve, if you will. Uh, the indie schools caught up with Penn in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, you know, they actually in the early 2000s, they kind of surpassed Penn in various ways. Uh, and even in, even in the past decade, uh, the regional and local schools have closed the gap with Penn. Uh, you know, Penn is very well coached, as everyone knows. Uh, they are the top dog in our area until someone else can consistently beat them. Uh, it feels like Penn is getting closer to becoming more dominant in our area. 
Um, they still have a ways to go to be where they used to be back in their heyday, but nonetheless, Penn football is still very solid. We'll have uh, a few chances to prove themselves statewide this season. Storyline number three, will someone other than Northwood win that LC title? No, Aaron, anything can happen from weeks one to nine. You think about injuries and uh, upsets can change things in a heartbeat. Teams like Mishawaka, Northridge, Warsaw, and even Concord uh, will have to demonstrate that they can sustain long drives, convert red zone visits to uh, touchdowns, win the turnover battle, as well as the time of possession. They got to keep the Northwood offense on the sideline and not on the field. Uh, they're, they're, they are physical teams uh, in the NLC. I don't think teams in the NLC want to get into a track meet with Northwood, per se. Uh, and barring injuries to key players and any big upset, I would imagine that Northwood will win the NLC outright this year. Uh, it would also, it wouldn't shock me if they did share the NLC title with uh, another school, maybe even Mishawaka. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Will. I think, like you said, you can't overlook those other kind of top dog teams, uh, middle tier, top tier teams in the NLC. So number four, which team that finished 500 or below makes a jump in this season, 2023? Oh, good question. Uh, you know, I I really like Riley to improve their win total. Uh, from last year and get above that 500 mark. Um, I think um, Fairfield, they have a tough schedule this year, tougher than last year. I'm taking the under there. Uh, Concord, I think they, they're going to have to upset a few teams to get past their 5-1 total from last year. Uh, St. Joe, uh, honestly, the Indians could be 4-0 to start the year to set up a big showdown with New Prairie. I would like St. Joe to get five wins and to improve uh, their win total from last year. I don't know if they'll get above 500, though. Um, Marion, again, tough schedule. Honestly, I'm not really sure what to expect from this Knights team. Kind of feels like last year was a whiplash uh, after all the success they had recently before that. You know, was was that an anomaly or a sign of things to come? I just don't know about this Marion team. Um. So, you know, uh, Goshen, uh, they just need to stay healthy, as Coach Wagaman has stated in the media. Uh, and as you, you've mentioned earlier, that they just don't have a lot of uh, depth. Um, so I think it's going to be very difficult for, for them to get uh, above 500. South in Washington got a new coach, and um, Jay Johnson, they're going to be changing their offensive style from running a heavy run to more of a spread offense. You know, it's going to take time uh, for that to get turned around. Uh, and and Wawasi, Adams, Plymouth, Clay, you can kind of put them all in the same boat. Uh, it's just, I shouldn't say same boat. Uh, Wawasi and Adams, Plymouth, kind of in the same boat. Um, it, it's just going to be tough with their schedule. Um, and, uh, you know, Clay, just hope they can win a game this year. Yeah, I think I I agree with you with a lot of this. I'll go back and start with, uh, kind of pick up at Goshen. Yeah. Like 
you know, they have some solid, tough football players. Staying healthy is going to be important. I'm really pulling for them as, obviously, I work. most people know I work for Goshen. I have some former students on the team, and I like Ryan Eldridge, D1, Ball State. I'm really hoping he stays healthy on the line. I think that's going to be super important. And you got nice backfield, Drew Elliott and Elliott Fry. Fry is the quarterback, Drew the running back. So, um, yeah, I think while we'll see kind of in a similar situation as Goshen, they have some nice players that go both ways. Um, they have senior-led quarterback, running back, like uh, Mason Shoemaker, Brandon Kelly at running back, and Hunter Tinky at wide receiver. Um, yeah, I think uh, Adams, we talked about Adams. It's gonna, success for them is going to look a little different for them as far as like wins. Plymouth and Clay looking for that win, like you said. I'm I'm hoping they can both get a win this year. I know what that's like at the JV freshman level trying to win a game. Uh, last voyage for the Colonial program. Uh, if they get a win, that'll be quite the underdog story. I think that program, the coaches, players deserve a lot of credit for still competing and working hard in their last year. So to answer the big question, which teams can finish above 500, I'm going with Riley. Uh, I'm going to put, Con- I'll put Concord in there and maybe St. Joe, but we'll have to see. I don't know. Um, depends on their draw and sectional. You know, I think for everybody else, they just, I, the question to me is, can they just be more competitive in these games? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even though they may not get to 500 the level uh can you be more competitive especially late in the second half so we kind of hinted number five we kind of hinted at this earlier with we focus a lot on gym town this episode with our spotlight game will does gym town win their nic division for the final time yes i got gym town winning their their division north south division um i i, I think that Riley Jimtown game will be ginormous. Uh, I really do. Um, I think both teams are are heading in that direction to to where that game will probably determine who wins that North South Division. Uh, but I think the two time defending, or really, I think three time uh, oh, yeah. um, conference champs are going to make it four in a row. Well, you know, Chuck, it is an honor and a privilege to have you on our show. Uh, your love for local sports is unmatched, and your positive impact in our com- local community is uh, beyond unmeasurable. And I just want to thank you for coming on the Will and Air Show. Oh, gosh, you guys are very kind with praise, and I'll make sure the check uh, gets through to both of you for those <laughs> nice words. You know, Channel 46 sports uh as most of our viewers know uh will be at the bremen laville game this friday and uh as you know bremen and laville have a long standing tradition of playing each other through uh the former conference of the nsc uh and they have continued to play each other even after the the conference dissolved you know laville has had the upper hand of late but bremen is looking to turn the tide in the series uh, Chuck, what what are your thoughts on Laville, Bremen, and the game on Friday? 
First of all, you mentioned some of the things that are appealing to us. It's a long-standing rivalry. They were in a conference together. They're going to be in a conference together again in a year. They both have their starting quarterback returning. Lucas Plummer for LaVille, Silas Ladig for Bruce. Throw in the fact that LaVille had a really good season last year. Now they've got a new coach. How does the team adjust to a new coach? Uh, and the fact that it's a couple of small schools, and, and I'm not trying to be flippant, but in week one, you can put just about anybody on, not only because everybody's record is nothing to nothing, but people are so hungry for football, they'll watch just about it. Now, we were looking for one that we thought would be competitive and a good game. Uh, this one hit all the buttons, and it doesn't hurt that Don Bungie turned 100 years old this year. It's at Don Bungie Field, and he's likely to get himself across the street to the side that he down and watch this one, so we might get a chance to talk to him too. So there's a whole lot of reasons to show up for this one on Friday night. Wow, those are all compelling uh, reasons to tune in this Friday to Channel 46 for LaVille and Bremen game. Yeah, so you broke down why you guys chose that game, and that makes a lot of sense. I thought just as like a fan of what you've done over the years with 46 and the game of the week, I was wondering, like, how do you guys decide typically? Because I feel like that's kind of a tough thing to do. Sure, because to a certain extent, you have to be a Nostradamus, and you're trying <laughs> to predict who's going to be good and who's not. You also try to go to communities support us. Uh, let's face it, we're a business. We rely on advertising. And so you try to go to the communities that support. But I'm always looking for a good game too. A competitive game may not be the the best game of the night. I would, despite some of our track record, I would prefer not to show up at games that go running clock. I would prefer to show up at games that go down to the fourth quarter. Those are the more fun ones to do. And then you also look for traditional matchups. So then when we get to week two of the season, all right, Penn and Mishawaka, that's almost an automatic. They have played in four years. It's going to be a Penn. There's a huge crowd. They both have their starting quarterbacks coming back. No Penn and Brady Fisher from Mishawaka. He'd be foolish if he didn't do that game. And then it's a little puzzle too. We don't like to have a team on more than twice in the regular season. So when you take a look at a team like Penn, well gosh, they play Mishawaka, they play Elkhart, they play Prairie. There's there's a lot of Penn games that you could put on, but then you wouldn't get some other teams on. So you try to spread the wealth a little bit too. And the nice thing that we have going for us early in the years with Michigan, those teams play on Thursday night. So that allows us to go up and get an opener. Edwardsburg, a similar storylines to LaVille. Successful program, new coach, playing a team that's got a great reputation in Grand Rapids West Catholic, the defending state champs. By the way, their head coach, Landon Grove, the former quarterback coach over at Elkhart Central, and then at Elkhart for a year before he went up to Michigan. So you've got that one, and then you've got Niles and Lakeshore, Lakeshore didn't have seasons last year, but they've got a great facility to broadcast from. Uh, they're usually an exciting team to watch. And this Niles squad, uh, they could 
they could do some things this year. They've got a running back by the name of Paul Hess, who is just a beast. Uh, they've got a quarterback in Talon Brawley, who is, I believe, a four-year starter and three years running Scott Shaw's system. So, oh, and by the way, if that last name Brawley sounds familiar to the Lakeshore fans, it's because his cousin Josh was a quarterback up there. So we got cousins in that game. And now let me circle back to the LaVille Bremen game. We got cousins in that game, too, because you got the Sarnecki's. Colin, big weapon for LaVille. Cody's going to be the star for Bremen. So that should be a fun matchup. Wow. You know, uh, we wanted to end, Chuck, with uh, we, we know you're doing a lot of great things over at 46, and uh, we wanted to give you an opportunity to share with our listeners exactly what you're doing uh, and how they can uh, plug in and tune into that. So there are a lot of ways to follow high school sports through 46 and Pulse FM. Number one is our social media account, which is on Facebook, Instagram, and the artist formerly known as Twitter. And uh, all of those have been airing our high school football previews. Then, of course, there's the 46 game of the week, which airs typically Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9. The Michigan games will be Friday afternoon at 4 and Saturday morning at 1130. We have two new shows this year on Pulse FM. We have Drive to the Game that airs Friday nights at 6. Angelo DiCarlo, who has come to the station now, and I will preview the week high school football, a little half hour while you're going to your game. Uh, I've had kids say I might be late going out for warm-ups just to hear what you have to say about us. And then uh, Monday nights at 7, we'll have the Nerding Federal Credit Union Irish football fix as we... Well, in the case of the preview the season and then the subsequent shows the previous game and preview the next game. So uh, a lot of ways to get sports covered on TV 46 and Pulse FM. I'm very excited to add Angelo to the team. He's a wonderful, um, I, I don't want to say replacement. Nobody replaces a Bob Nagel. It's like a Gary Bertier and remember the Titans, you don't replace a Bob Nagel, just look to move on. And so we did with Angelo and uh, he broadened some horizons for us. And of course, Bo Hunt will be back in the booth for football. I believe this is his 18th season. Very excited to go back to the old stopping grounds of Donovan Field on Friday night. Yeah, he kind of knows a few things over there at Bremen, doesn't he? He should. If he doesn't, then we've got a problem. Well, hey, Chuck, it was great to hang out with you a little bit today. And uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts on the big LaVille Bremen matchup and also letting people know how they can uh, plug into all the great things you're doing through 46 and Pulse FM. So thank you again. You guys were very kind to give me some this burgeoning podcast, which is sweeping Michiana and soon the name. Thank you. Well, thanks, Chuck. All right, Aaron, it's time for topic number five, the our weekly picks. You know, last year, Aaron, you won the weekly pits competition between you and I. How are you feeling on a repeat this year? You know, I find this year a lot harder. I think last year you did all NIC games. I did pretty much all NLC games. So, you know, I feel like I knew my tiers of the NLC last year. Pretty much played out like probably most people thought as well, except for a few games. Uh, You know, now that we're doing the same games, I think this is going to be a fun and tough competition between me and you. How are you feeling? 
Cautiously optimistic, Aaron. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic. I say that because, um, you, you know, you're right. It's going to be fun this year. Uh, and so we are going to pick the same five five games, the five big biggest games of the week. Um, and, uh, you know, you do a great job of predicting games, so it'll it's going to be a challenge this year. So let's start with Northwood at Jimtown. Who are you going with? Yeah, I think we already picked this one. We, I think we both have Northwood go over in Jimtown, right? Right, we did. Okay, so we got Northwood over Jimtown. Second game uh, to pick Concord and, and Elkhart. Who do you have? I went with a little upset here. I went Concord over Elkhart. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Week one, anything can happen. Nothing against Elkhart. I, I just something gut feeling. Maybe my NLC ties. I think Concord wins. Okay, going with the Minutemen. Maybe a huge turnover late uh, might turn a tie to the game or to the uh, Concord. Uh, I've got Elkhart over Concord. Elkhart's defensive advantage is slightly better, I think, than Concord's ability to stop Elkhart's offense. I agree that this game will be low scoring, but I think I have more trust in Elkhart's defense to stop Concord than I do Concord's defense getting enough stops. But that's just me. We'll see how it plays out. Penn and Valparaiso, who do you got? Man, this is another heavyweight fight. You know, I, I didn't really research Valpo that much, um, but I'm going to go with Pat, and I think they find a way to set the tone week one. I agree with you. I got Penn over Valpo. I just think Penn right now as a program is just ahead of Valpo. Um, I really like their, their Penn's quarterback, uh, McAuliffe. Uh, you got uh, Bayless at running back. You got uh, Coker at wide receiver and many other threats throughout, sprinkle throughout. Uh, so this will be a, a solid pin team, and they'll get off on on a good start here, beating Valpo. Uh, coach, uh, or not coach, uh, Chuck Freebie was just on the show talking about LaVille and Bremen, so that's our fourth game to pick. Who do you got, LaVille or Bremen? I like LaVille slight, slightly over Bremen, all-state quarterback plumber. You know, he's he's alongside a hungry junior class, I feel like. Like I mentioned earlier, they're I think they're in reload mode. So I like Laville. Now the Lions, like I said, I think they have a lot of people coming back. Maybe even more than Laville. So watch out. And I see North South. I think Bremen's a solid team. Okay, I'm I'm with you, Aaron. I got Laville over Bremen for the reasons you mentioned. I agree with you. I think it will be a closer game this year, but I got the Lancers pulling it out. Northridge, our fifth game, Northridge and Fort Wayne North. Who do you got? I'm going to take Northridge over Fort Wayne North. I know Fort Wayne North had a really tremendous year last year, Faced, played some pretty powerhouse teams really close last year, like uh, State runner-up Carroll. They only lost by two. Um. And then also regional champ Snyder. I guess Snyder they lost by two and Carroll by eight. So I'm really looking forward to this matchup. I think they have a safety committed to Notre Dame who also plays wide receiver for the Legends. I'm I'm intrigued by this one. I think this is going to be a good early test for Northridge. We'll see how much work they need to do on offense as far as the passing game. Um, and also... 
you can check out his cool documentary about the Fort Wayne North legends that followed them last year on YouTube. So it's called The New North. If you search that on YouTube, you can take a look at it. It's pretty cool. You know, I agree with you. Uh, both teams will have new faces at quarterback. Uh, Fort Wayne North will also have a new running back. Uh, Northridge as a program has been more consistent within the past three years than Fort Wayne North. Uh, they had one great season last year. Um, and for that reason, uh, give me McLean Miller and the Raider Nation, Northridge getting the win on the road at Fort Wayne North. Well, that concludes our episode. We want to thank you for listening to the Will and Aaron Show. Uh, if you are enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to rate and share our podcast. Leave a review. It will help us out. You can follow us on Twitter at Will Aaron Show, on Instagram at The Will and Aaron Show, and you can like The Will and Aaron Show Facebook page. Thanks for you. We now have listeners from nine different countries, 30 states across America, and over 100 U.S. cities. Tune in next time as we discuss more local high school sports and Notre Dame football.